Hi everyone, I'm Reggie Whitley. Thanks so much for joining me on the Open Vault Podcast. Hopefully, you'll hear something that'll inspire you, empower you, enlighten you, or just make your day a little better. Since you're here, don't forget to like, subscribe, and or follow, depending on the platform that you're tuning in on. And feel free to share this podcast onto your social media pages and with your friends and loved ones. First of all, hi, no lengthy intro today. Let's just jump right back into the conversation from last week with Carolyn Leslie. So one thing that I know is in the church we have in the world, council culture. Um, and of course, that's when we've seen it so many times just this year when a celebrity, yeah, as far as like the world goes, a celebrity can be loved and adored and admired and they can do one thing that the people don't like and all of a sudden everybody is against them and so i mean it can literally happen overnight you can be adored on monday and by the time you wake up tuesday morning you are trending on twitter and you know your friends have turned against you and everybody in the world is, is disliking you and we see that not only in the world but also in the church um one story that i want to share is that it is not a personal story i have someone that I know who experienced this, they tried to counsel her. She was a part of a church, a very large church, and she left quietly. She didn't even leave loud. She didn't, by loud, I mean she didn't leave trying to expose or leave trying to bash. She left quietly and left the church and continued to do her own ministry, and she had a conference. And this conference was a very popular conference, still is, and she actually had a whole lineup of preachers, uh, pastors, evangelists, entrepreneurs, uh, whoever else. And her former pastor, whose church she had just left, called every person on the lineup, literally the week before the conference, and told them, do not go to her conference. We don't associate with her anymore. She's no good. And uh, you, you, you don't need to go and speak at her conference. They didn't ask some of them, didn't ask any questions to her. They just went back to her and said, hey, uh, we're not going to be able to make it to your conference. Yeah. Um, and that is an example of council culture. We see that even in smaller churches when once you leave, you're no longer a part. Uh, we don't have any dealings with you. I remember a church in my hometown. I've heard that they have told people, be careful who you talk to. Once they leave, they're against us and all of that. And people who were friends while they were church members, once one of them left, you no longer are my friend because you've left. So in other words, as the word will call it, you've pretty much been canceled. So have you experienced that? Do you have anything? Uh, can you speak on council culture in the church? Yes. I think, first of all, Anytime that happens, whether it's a celebrity, whether it's in um, a group or, or even the local church, I think that there should be some kind of evaluation, maybe some investigation, you know, before uh, that person or those persons uh, can persuade you to, you know, break ties with the said person. I just I think that that both sides need to be heard. I 
cannot imagine getting a phone call or a text or or being in a meeting and being told uh, not to have anything to do with um, maybe Brother Johnson because he's like this, he's like that, you know, he left our church, he did this, he did that, without um, due process. Everybody is, um, everybody is due um, some sort of process before you go in and just make a decision to cut them based on what somebody else said. And council culture is is being su such a big movement, it's destroying people's lives. Because if you leave a church, and especially like the lady you just mentioned, she left quietly. She didn't try to pull anybody with her. She didn't bash anybody. Because usually when it gets to the point where somebody is leaving a church, uh, I mean, it's like bad. <laughs> It's a war going on. It's that person or that group of people against uh, the the former church or, or or the church that they were associated with, and it's it's a deep war. I just don't feel like it's right uh, for anybody to call or to involve another person based on how they feel of their experience with that person or those persons. I feel like you can call or you can ask, verify, you know. I can listen, but I'm going to verify it. I mean, I don't think it's right for me to cut your head off based on what somebody else told me. Um, and we see celebrities go through it all the time. And not saying that they're not guilty. Not saying that they didn't do what the people said they did. We all have been a certain way at one point or another. It doesn't mean that we can't change. It doesn't mean that we can't put the past behind us. And it also doesn't mean that it's true. I, I just, I just, Reggie, I believe it's wrong for, for a church to cancel a member who decides to leave, maybe for whatever reason. It's wrong to go in and persuade another person or a group of people to not associate with this person because they made a decision to leave. This is a free country, you know, whatever reason that person left, I'm, I'm sure they had their own reason for leaving. It's just not right. It's morally wrong for me to to um, build up a group or consensus to go against that person just because you're no longer affiliated with us. Why would I want to do that? I mean, why? It doesn't make any sense. So how do you feel about that? Well, one of my favorite shows as of the last few years that I've been watching, um, I watched it when it first came on and I've lately or recently found a way to watch it again, at least the last season again, is Leah Remini's, um, I don't remember the name, but it's about her, her show about Scientology, Leah Remini's something, Scientology. And mm -hmm. I remember when it first came out, I remember Leah from King of Queens, if you all have watched right. King of Queens, she played Carrie on that show. And so I really liked that show. And when I saw that yeah. she had this show coming out, I was like, oh, a familiar face. I know her, that's Carrie. Let's see what she's talking about. And when I saw it was a completely different, you know, King of Queens fiction, comedy, lighthearted, make you laugh, Leah Remedy Scientology show was um, non-fiction. It was absolutely true. It was right. one of the testimonies of people. I had never heard of Scientology before, this show. And I watched it. When I started watching it, I was so amazed at 
the cult that is Scientology. Right. Mm -hmm. And the things that they do to people once once you're in, you're in, you can't leave. Um once you're out, it's hard to get out, first of all. Once you're out, you are pretty much banned. You know, when you get out, you can't come back in. Or when you get out, um, it's hard to get back in. When you leave, if you have friends who are still here, they can no longer talk to you. Um, if you have family that's still here, they look at you funny. You know, there's so much. I, I recommend people to watch that show. And the reason why I found it intriguing, I didn't understand at first. But later on, I realized, oh. This is what many churches do. Although this was a show about Scientology, it is a show about an occult. And it made other religions, quote religions, mm -hmm. um, come out and say, these are the same things that happen here. And I looked at the Christian church right. and I said, mm -hmm. a lot of this stuff actually happens in the Christian church. Right. When That's you right. leave, it's, it's easy to come in. But when you leave, well, first of all, while you're in, you don't need to go anywhere. You don't need to listen to anybody else. And this isn't all churches by any means, but many pastors really filter uh, what you watch, what you listen to. You shouldn't be watching this. You shouldn't be listening to this. Um, and it's not to protect. They make it seem like it's to protect. Some mm -hmm. of them make it seem like it's to protect, and it's not. It's, not. it's to have control mm -hmm. and to make sure you don't hear something that opens your eyes. Right. And then once you leave, they tell their people, I'm still in the Christian church, they tell their people, well, you have to be careful talking to this person. I've had it happen to me. You have to be careful talking to this person. You have to be careful listening to this person because they'll try to turn you against the church and they're not for us. They're against us because they left. And so what I've said all that to say is a lot <laughs> of the times, um, I wouldn't even say a lot of the times, but some churches have become like occult organizations. Right. Mm -hmm. You have to obey your leader. I mean, obey them to the point where you're probably not going to obey God because you have to obey your leader. And I say that because so many people, I've heard it also my, with my own two ears, they've said stuff like, hey, I've been asked to, do, to speak here. Hey, I've been asked to sing here. I've been asked to go here to this church and uh, render my talents, my gifts, my anointing, whatever. Mm -hmm. I think I, I heard God say that it's okay. I, I'm pretty sure that, you know, I prayed about it. I feel at peace about it. I just wanted to know what you had to say as my leader. Why on earth do you have to go to your, quote, leader of the church to get their permission, their say, their blessing to go out and do what you have already been told by God to do? It just doesn't make any sense. A lot of these churches, in my opinion, have become occult organizations, and you have occult leaders who's probably going to bust hell wide open. And so, I mean, they are. They are. They ain't, you know, you don't do it. And so, He's black. Uh, <laughs> and so it, it's, to me, it's ridiculous. This cancel culture is because a lot of, like I say, a lot of churches have become cults. And so you, I, I recommend you, I actually... Some people may not be, you know, some people think they're not strong enough. Even some people, you have to watch out for the pastors who say, well, you don't need to be watching nothing like that. A lot of them will say stuff like that because they don't want you to see what they're doing. And so because I've watched this show and I've, I've really given it a lot of time and been just fascinated with it. And it made me realize mm, these churches are just like Scientology to a, at a smaller degree, even as yeah. far as they'll say, have you heard from this person who's left? What are they doing? What do they have going on? And it's not because they're actually concerned. It's because they've trained their members 
to go out and be kind of like spies mm -hmm. with the people who've left? What are they saying? Have you been hearing anything about us? And so I think that it's just a huge issue that definitely needs to be addressed. Um, that's why a lot of y'all can't leave your churches. You know what's being done is wrong, but you yeah. can't leave because you're under a satanic, uh, a satanic hold. And so we're not going to go deep in that, but hey, you <laughs> under it. And it's just ridiculous. And so I think that council culture in the church is not something that just leaders do, but the members of that church allow. All right. And yeah. that is an issue because many have, of course, like I just said, have been trained. You've been groomed to where you don't think that this is an issue, but it is an issue. It is an issue. There, there should never be a time where uh, a pastor or, or whatever of the church says, you can't go here, you can't go there, or you can't associate with this person. That's not their place. Um, I need y'all to start reading y'all's Bible and seeing if you have an apostle, read your Bible and study some apostles to see what they're supposed to do. If you have a prophet, read your Bible, figure out what a prophet is supposed to do. If you have a pastor, read your Bible, figure out what a pastor is supposed to do. If what they're doing is wrong, then you probably need to leave. Why do you think uh, leaders... I mean, the, the scripture plainly tells us to obey those who have rule over us. Now, if we're going to contend for the faith, then we just can't take everything at face value, as we said earlier. Do you think fear is in the heart of those type of cut leaders or those type of um, pastors or teachers who... Um, I mean, who exert so much control over their con congregants. Do you think it's a fear of them going somewhere else? Do you think it's a fear that if I don't if I don't uh, use this much authority or this level of power, they'll leave? Do you think it's a it's a plan to keep them there? What do you think is going on when you see a leader uh, who uses those kind of fear tactics on people? And to say this or that to keep them there. What do you, what do you think is going on in a in a in a pastor's mind or a leader's mind when they have to uh, pull that card out? Well, the Bible says, and you should know them by their fruit. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to look at the fruit of that person. A person like that, first of all, has no fear of God. Mm -hmm. um, the Bible says we are to reverence God, not be scared. When it says we are to fear God, it doesn't mean we are to be scared of God or afraid. Of God, a lot of people take that out of context. We are to um, not necessarily fear, but it, it means reverence Him, mm -hmm. um, acknowledge Him as being the ruler, the King, the one who is just all in all. We are, you know, He's He's the boss, basically. Um, so they don't fear God because if they fear God, they wouldn't do little stupid stuff like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I told you, He says what He has to say, and, and He's not happy if you listen. Um, so yeah, they, they don't, they don't fear God. They do have a fear, like you said, of losing their members. So many people, they, I've, I've heard so much stuff. Y'all, I grew up in the church. I have friends who've grown up in the church who I've heard many of their stories. Um, I mean, churches from all over the mm -hmm. United States, really. I, I have friends all over the place and, and pastors, some pastors, um, our friends and man and stuff. So again, this is not bashing pastors. I have pastors in my family. I have pastors, you know yeah, Wrong is wrong. I don't care who you are right. um, exactly. So if I have friends who are pastors that do wrong, you know, I ain't no pastor, but you ain't doing that right <laughs> But a lot Definitely of them, got it in you. <laughs> 
But a lot of them, so I'm not bashing pastors, but some some of them, a lot of the ones who use, I've seen so many use fear, let me put it that way, use the fear to keep people in their churches. If you leave here, um, things are going to go bad for you. You got your blessings from here. You leave, you're going to be from under the covenant. You're going to disconnect from the covenant. You know, these are things that people use, um, leaders in churches use to keep their people there because they are afraid of losing them. And a lot of the times, the Fear of losing them, it ain't even because you really care about them that much. You care about the number. You care right. about the money that they bring in. You care about the look of that person leaving. A lot of people don't want people to leave just because of the look. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, uh, you must. You heard minister so-and-so and left that church over there. Mm, wonder what they did to run them off. You know, <laughs> look crazy stuff like that that leaders right. worry about. And then they also fear one person leaving and sending a ripple effect throughout the church and causing other people to leave. Right. And so these are things that, you know, you just get up and you preach the word. I know that money is, I'm not going to sit here and act like you don't need the money. I'm not going to sit here and act like you don't, you don't really need the people. I would say churches now are not, and I've heard Bishop Jake say this, church now is not how God created church to be. And so many pastors are so concerned with, certain things as far as this person leaving they're taking their tabs with them and all that stuff to where they do use fear and they try to keep these people in in the um, church they also use fear of things like don't listen to this pastor don't listen to this um don't watch this documentary don't do this don't don't do that because they've all don't read this book because many of them have already probably figured out "Mm, this this pastor is talking the truth and right. we're not talking, and, and a lot of them don't bring in outside people. So there are some pastors, um, I don't know if you believe in the, because this is not a Christian podcast, is it? It's a podcast by a Christian. So everybody <laughs> out here might not be Christian, but I believe in uh, the fivefold ministry. And so the prophet, of course, a uh, real prophet, a true prophet, is one who goes in and, and sees things, you know, I won't say exposes things, but brings correction. Right. And that's why a lot of churches um, mute their prophets. They don't welcome prophets to get in their pulpit because they're afraid of basically the truth being being outed. And they're afraid of the truth being outed because they know that they're not right. I remember um, there was a pastor who disliked prophets in in their church and God told this person to prophesy to one of the members that they're going to be a prophet. And they had such a hard time getting it out. It's like God had to literally hit that person in the back to force out <laughs> you're going to be a prophet. And they were mad when they said it because so many leaders don't like for true prophets to come in the house because they want right. to keep their things hidden, okay. their sins hidden or their mishaps, which is a sin, I guess, hidden. And so they use this control. They make their uh, members scared. Well, I can't. And, and you listen to the members. You can tell by talking to some of the members of these occult churches. Um, well, you know, I don't just listen to anybody, you know, I don't just go just know anywhere. And while that is true, you shouldn't listen to just anybody shouldn't go just anywhere. Mm-hmm. A lot of them judge it based on what their leaders have told them. Right. One of the things that I've learned this year is to judge things righteously, not just based on face value. Right. And so a lot of the people who you all have counseled, a lot of people that you all have, um, 
bashed and talked so badly about, you're not judging them righteously. You're just judging them based on face value. And I'm not going to go deep into that because then I'm going to have to holler at y'all <laughs> because y'all are just, some people are just so horrible at that. You just go strictly. And, and let me just say this and I'm going to take back over because this is, me interviewing uh, Carolyn, and so she's supposed to be doing the talking. But so oh, many good. of y'all, I'm listening. I'm learning. I'm listening. So many people have gotten to the point where they just, uh, what what I say for me, uh, a lot of y'all just believe anything. Like a person like me, I don't believe nothing nobody tell me. If you can't back it up, um, I don't care what church it is, and it's nothing personal. I don't care what church it is. I don't care how long you've been in church. I don't care about any of it. When you said, I'm, if I don't know it, I'm going to pull out my phone and go to Google. And we're about to have a Bible class. And I'm not going to go to a website that teaches on I'm going to go to Google and say, find Bible scriptures to back that. Yeah. And so a lot of people are, are um, struggling or stuck because you don't go to the Bible. You hear what your leader has to say. And your leader's teaching you wrong. Your leader's teaching you their Bible. Um, and when I say their Bible, I don't mean the one that they carry under their arm. I mean the one that they've created. And wow. so, um, yeah, deep. I just want people to do better. That's that's really my thing. I just want people to do better. I want people to be better leaders, and I want people to be better members. And if we start holding these leaders accountable, and and, and trust me, we're going to get to the members too, um, because members, we I, I don't want pastors. We're not just bashing you. Well, we're not bashing y'all, period. But we're going to get to the members too, because members ain't, you know. We right. just want to better the church on the podcast and this in this episode so we got to get to the we got to get to the um the members too yeah. so we ain't just coming for y'all leaders but from the front to the back door yeah we gotta start <laughs> at the front so i just need that pulpit to get right <laughs> first huh first because if the pulpit don't get right and that's why so many people have left the church because the pulpit is just not right um there's more of a discernment of people they might not have the words but they say hmm, something about this doesn't feel right uh, something about this doesn't look right. Something about this is just a little off. I don't quite know what it is. And many of them, because they're maybe not as um, disciplined or maybe not as informed or whatever you want to call it, they'll leave churches. All I mean, they won't have anything to do with any church. Mm -hmm. And they won't have anything to do with God even um, because of a certain thing that has happened in church. And so that is why it is so necessary that's why this podcast this episode is necessary and these kind of conversations are necessary because so many people have left the church um not because they are mad at god but because they are confused and right. many of them are saying well if you're supposed to be a man of god or a woman of god you're supposed to reflect god and this is what you've done i don't want to have anything to do with this god that you serve and so the blood is on y'all's hands the blood is on my hands too. If I if I do wrong, that's why I try to do right. So I ain't just putting it off on y'all. But the blood is on your hands right, if you right. leave the wrong. So I need you to you know you, when you get to heaven at them gates. Because if we cause bring it up, that's right, Reggie. And if we're causing people to stumble, you know there are those who really don't know the word. And if we're going to be the Bible, and we're going to live according to how God has told us to live, and somebody maybe watch it. I mean, of course, we all know that we pastors are human, leaders, they're human. Uh, we're human. We're subject to error. But we got to teach this stuff. And we got to teach it, you know, in a way that if somebody does error, that we're not putting a knife to their throat. 
and making them feel like they can't come back to God because they've sinned. And I mean, I've seen it taught in days of old and even even now, if you do a certain thing, you know, God doesn't want anything to do and maybe do with you. And then maybe this is happening at our church because you did this or you did that. How about we all go in prayer? How about we all repent? You know, because a lot of time it comes from the pulpit and it shoots out to the listeners or the audience. Uh, seeming to make a separation. I can do this, but you all can't, you know. And so I think that's wrong, too, because what's required for you is required for me. And I know he said, touch not my anointed one, do my prophet no harm. He also said, if you do it to the least one of these, you've done it to me. So there's no big eye, no little you, you know, in the church. And we we make people feel like, oh, you shouldn't have anything to do with Bro Reggie, you know, because Bro Reggie is, you know, he be smoking that stuff. I mean, now, now, now let me clear this up. Bro Reggie, help don't smoke that, that stuff. Help <laughs> don't sign no let me help that out. <laughs> but we'll tell that. That's that's really, like Reggie said, on a smaller level of council culture. Because you're going and getting it. Because you're mad and you're bleeding and your feelings hurt. Your, your ego is bruised. You're going through the church, and I've seen pastors do this. And they, if you say anything about leaving, get ready. As I said earlier in the podcast, you get ready because you are now a target. It's the sitting duck syndrome. They're going to get you, and they're going to make your name be mud. They're going to turn everybody against you. And you thinking, hey, I left this place. I could have opened my mouth and said a whole lot of stuff. But I didn't want to hurt the leaders. I didn't want to hurt the ministry. Didn't want to hurt the members. So I kept quiet. But you come to find out that because you left, people will say, well, what happened? And you'll try to get them a little snippet. Maybe why? Well, that's not what I was told. You know, so-and-so, Pastor so-and-so said you left because of this. Or, and you're like, What? I can't believe that they would make up something to say because they don't know what to say. What if I had been a person had left and scandalized the church and said everything? Because God knows there's a whole lot that I know personally that I've kept in because I didn't want to uh, destroy a thing or a person. So I only told God about it because some of it is too shameful and too disgraceful to talk about. Because sometimes we look at leaders as being, quote, unquote, you know, we look at them as being uh, good, wholesome, honest, full of integrity. And if you open your mouth and start talking, people would not believe that, that this leader could, you know, could possess a type of character like that. So you keep quiet and you ease on out the door because you know what you're being faced with. And you, you like I said, you don't. Your, your aim is not to tear anybody down. You could cancel a whole lot of people if a lot of people would start talking and start, like Reggie said, make them be accountable. It would destroy so many people, so many leaders who people have faith in and hope and hope in. They would not believe the things that has happened. So what do you do? Just keep quiet. Throw that one finger up and ease on out the door. And, 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 and just to show people, I don't have a motive to hurt anyone. I don't have a motive to destroy. Because there are people who do memoirs and who do, 
they they write books and they tell it. And one day I plan to do a book and, and there are some things that may come out. You know, if I'm going to walk in a protective mode to not hurt anybody, but then when I leave, I'm hearing this, that, and the third, it is not right. Okay, so you, you tend to make people want to talk. And I'm telling you, if 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 Carolyn talks, it's not gonna be good. <laughs> it, it's it's so so many disgraceful things that has happened that people don't know anything about. But once again, you have to go to God with this stuff because if you release that into a ministry, it would destroy the leader. It would destroy the ministry, the work that has been going on, or lack of work. <laughs> so you hold all this stuff in, and you just trying to live and let live. You know, but people will push you there. They'll push that button. And they'll make up things to say that are so far from the truth that you really can't believe what you heard. So, okay, let's move on because that's a very touchy subject for me. <laughs> I'm serious. That's a very touchy subject because I know who I am. I know who God made me to be. And the things that I've gone through, wouldn't nobody probably believe it. So, therefore, I know I have to put this stuff in a book and I have to... You know, I have to allow the peace of God to continue to overtake me because if I didn't, uh, when I left out the door at certain places, I'm telling you, it, it just would not have been good, Reggie. So can we move on? Because I feel my pressure starting to mount a little bit. <laughs> we don't want your pressure. I don't, we don't want our pressure to mount because <laughs> I'm telling you, we, I have held some things in that nobody knows anything about. Try to be Miss Goody Two Shoes, trying not to hurt someone, trying not to destroy. I know what has happened to me. I got text message stuff all in my phone. My aim is not to hurt anybody. I'm telling you, it has been some stuff to happen that Carolyn had just kept quiet about. And I had rather do it that way than to open my mouth and destroy what God has built up. That's just not my motive, it's not my heart. God has given me love in the place of all that mean hurt, all that bitterness that was placed inside me. God has fixed it. But I'm telling you, people cannot just hold things in forever. And prayerfully, one day I get to talk about it in my book. Definitely would not call names. But hey, <laughs> people research and find out. So, okay, oh well. <laughs> okay, Reggie, let's move on. So I want to kind of pivot into a lot of these people. So I, my one of my goals is for uh, people who are listening to listen. Now, I don't think that everybody's a part of one of these churches. Right. I have to keep saying it because right. I don't want y'all to say, well, they just bash in the church. And we're not talking about specific churches uh, or a specific church or whatever. Mm -hmm. the, the, this is happening across the nation. Now, all churches, of course, are not bad churches. Right. Of course, the Bible says God gives us leaders after his own heart. And I have to keep saying it because I want y'all to start reading your Bible mm -hmm. and learn the heart of God so you can know if your leader has or does not have the heart of God. And if he or she does not, stop making excuses, leave. Um, if he or she is doing stuff that and is unapologetically doing stuff that is not reflective of the things that God is pleased with or that God would do your leader as well as you. This isn't just applicable to leaders. People should too, but your leaders, especially not even especially yeah. because I don't like it that, um, people say, well, you know, we can't do this around the preacher. Well, you're not supposed to do it at all. You know, the, the same Baptist preacher have to live by everybody else. It's not a preacher. Has to live by. 
But I just wanted to say, <laughs> even if you have a pastor who, you know, ain't doing right, um, don't be afraid to leave. And so one of the things that I saw just this week on Instagram, somebody was doing the thing on Instagram where you can ask them questions. And one of the questions that they received, I, I screenshotted the question was something along the lines of what advice would you give to someone who has decided to remove themselves from their current pastor? I'm not saying I want y'all to, because first, okay, so let me just say this. I don't, because people, I don't want you to think I'm trying to shut down no churches. I don't have a church for you to go to. I'm not a pastor. So it's not going to benefit me. Um, by you leaving, but I just want people to be in the place where God wants them to be. And a lot of y'all ain't where God wants you to be. So they, this person, the answer was, there was three answers. Um, one answer, and I'm going to ask you these. We have not gone over these already. I haven't told Carolyn the answers that um, was on here. But I just want you to kind of give some feedback. So the advice that you would give for leaving it because a lot of people don't know how to leave their church a lot of people don't have never left their church and there's a right and well, wrong and right way or right and wrong way to do it um so the the tips that they were given number one is aggressively forgive them even if they lie to other people about the reason you left aggressively forgive them even if they lie to other people about the reason you left why do we have to, in your opinion, Carolyn, why do we have to aggressively forgive these leaders? And and I know it can be hard for some people, so speak to those people. I think, first of all, because God requires forgiveness. So, it's not always easy to forgive a person that you know is putting a knife in you and you're trying, you know, you're trying to walk away with some dignity, um, caring and respect for for the person or the people who hurt you there you're trying to get out of it you know you're trying to get out of it out of that darkness and, and move toward the light and without hurting anybody so you know there just got to be forgiveness you have to find you can't do it on your own because you'll be sitting there thinking about every reason why you shouldn't because god says that if we don't forgive that then he won't forgive us that's a simple answer so when when the word aggressively to me come into play with that is you got to do everything you can to I mean you can't may not be able to just walk up and say look I forgive you you may not be able to just send a text me and say hey I forgive you you may not be able to make a phone call so you got to be aggressive you really got to go before God and say this thing hurts me it's troubling me those to me those are some measures of aggressiveness that you must go through in order to do things the right way. If you really have the intention of doing it right. And um, forgiving doesn't necessarily mean that you have to keep going to that leader. Saying I forgive you, I forgive you. It, it's really a heart posture. Mm -hmm. You have to have forgiveness in your heart. And um, that's sometimes easier said than done. For some people it's easy. You know, mm -hmm. um, I can't think of a church that I've left that I've had an issue with forgiving anybody mm -hmm. um, from the leaders to the members. I, I just don't really have a issue with forgiving people. I don't really care enough. Um, but a lot of people, it's a little more difficult. And you just have to, like like this answer says, and like Carolyn said, you have to really be aggressive and, because it's necessary. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, 
Uh, tell me if you agree with this. Now, this one, mm, I was a little shaky on it. Again, these are not my answers. This is the answers I got off of the Instagram stories. So give me your opinion on it. It says, go no contact. Do not talk to anyone there. Uh, it's like breaking up with a man or a woman and still trying to keep up with his whole family. You can't. Um, give me your, I don't, I'm, I'm a little iffy. Well, I have had that experience as well. Um, to try to, I think, I think, well, in, you know, from my experience, I think the no contact thing is meant to be a good thing where you don't want to talk to anyone because you know, if you talk to one person, you already know your, the story or whatever you told them is going to penetrate through the, throughout through the, uh, the congregation. And when they get it, when the first person puts it out to the second person and it started getting twisted, you know, every time somebody puts it in the ear of somebody else, it's continued to get twisted. And my God, it has changed the whole context of the other conversation. So I think a no contact is good, but people won't let you, you know, they won't let you live like that. They will call you, text you, what happened? Did somebody do something to you? Because I know if you left, they did something to you. <laughs> I know some of it is genuine. People are genuinely concerned and you're trying not to talk. You know, you're trying not to once again hurt that ministry. So you're just trying to keep a lid on everything. So I think a no contact thing, Reggie, starts out to be good, but people would not let that rest. <laughs> they would not let it rest. They would call you, text you. I've been calling you. I'm trying to see what's going on because you ain't here no more. I ain't see you Sunday. And you're going like, good Lord, shut the people up, close them up, you know, shut it down, God, because you don't want to talk. So, I, yeah, I agree with the no contact, you know, if you can get it, you know, like, you know how it's supposed to be. doesn't always work, Rich. It doesn't always work. That makes sense. Um, I guess I struggle with it a bit because I, you know, I, I keep friends for a while. And, um, but I, one thing that I do realize is you have to know who you can talk to about certain things. You know, there are some people of, of old churches I've been at. I wouldn't tell them what's going on with me if it were to save my life. I'd be like, Lord, you want to step in and do something. If it ain't my time, I ain't for to tell them. Holy Ghost, talk to them because I ain't for to tell them. Because you, I think you have to know who you can and who you can't trust. True. That's true. That's um, true. And then, like you, I've had so many people come to me. I, I think it's the motives that get me. Yeah. Um, you have to know the motives of people because so many have come to me and said the same thing. Why did you leave? Because And then they'll go and spill in the back because I'm thinking about right. leaving too. And this is why I think about to leaving. To get the conversation and, started. Right. right. And, and some of them be telling the truth. I have actually talked people out of leaving churches mm -hmm. that I've Me left. too. Me too. Because I say, you know, um, I didn't have a reason. But beyond God said to leave and no matter what. Somebody says God didn't tell that person to leave. Well, you know, that person is a liar. Um, that person don't know me like that. So they don't know what God told me. So, you know, I think it's the motive behind it because I'm not going to. A lot of people be fishing for gossip or something right. like that. Or somebody we want to feel like people understand. So a lot of people will try to call because. I'm thinking about leaving. I don't know how to leave, but I want to leave. So let me call somebody who's left because they'll understand. And now we can talk about it. And, and you know, now, and then who knows that person could be trying to do that and you can bring, let, you know, help them come out. Sure. Or they can be getting information to try because I've had leaders ask me, why did this person leave? Why did that person leave? 
And if anybody knows, you know. Well, actually, right. I don't know. Or sometimes I do know. I just ain't telling you. I ain't you. telling because, like you said, it's going to start a whole culture of lies. And, you know, it's going to change the dynamic of the situation. If you say it to one person, that, like you said, talk to who you trust. There are some people you can go to and you can talk to. You know you never got here again. But, Lord, they will pretend, like Reggie just said, to be empathetic. <laughs> yeah, because I, I would think about leaving too. And I'm one to tell you, don't leave because I left. You have no idea <laughs> of why I left. So don't, you know, don't come to me while I'm bleeding and think that I'm gonna, we're going to bleed together now. If you plan on leaving, that's on you. Do what you got to do. You know, I'm going to listen to you. I can understand you, but I would never sway you. No matter what predicament I'm in, I'm never going to say, well, yeah, you need to get away from there. You need... I want people to experience things for themselves. So they won't say, well, it's just like Carolyn said, no. I want you to see it for yourself because I think that's the godly way. You know, because if you're there and things are happening to you that are not right, eventually God's going to bring it to the forefront no matter how, how, you know, how it's been fixed up, how it's been pampered up, how it's been fudged on. You're going to see it for yourself. And number three is ask God to send you um, ask God to send you to pastors after his own heart and start studying the Bible to find out what God's heart is. Now, we've talked about this um, earlier, but just hit on it again because this is so important. Uh, of course, like I said a few minutes ago, you will know them by their fruit. It's what the Bible says, so you have to look at what fruit do these leaders have uh, because this is so good because it's, it's letting people know, you know, you don't have to just stay out of the church. Sure. Out of a church, you know, just because you have left a specific one doesn't mean you have to stay out of one period. You know, you can you can find another one, but you have to ask God to send you pastors after his own heart, because who wants to go from bad leader to bad leader to bad leader? And that's what's happened a lot of times. And the reason that it's happened is because, well, one of the reasons, at least, is because People didn't take the time. It's just like people, and I think I brought this up already, but uh, here it is again. Somebody must need it, number two. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like people who go from relationship to relationship to relationship. We all know those people. Get out of one relationship on Monday. By Wednesday, they boot up with somebody else. And you know that they weren't cheating. It's just that they went from one to another. to Like immediately, they have to find somebody else. And immediately again, when they break up. And so they don't take the time to sit down and say, hmm, now what can I do differently? What And when I say what can I do, sometimes you're not the issue. But you can just say, what can I do as far as choosing a better mate? So the right. same goes with churches and leaders. You go from one to another to another. And a lot of times it's because they look the same. Well, I want something that's similar to what I was just at. Mm -hmm. Well, don't you think that that's the problem? I mean, you it looks similar, <laughs> so it's looking similar in the good. Could okay. be similar in the bag. I need you to start, you know, take some time. Take right, some time. That's true. Speak on it, Kate. That's true. Uh, yeah, we do do that. Sometimes we look for a place even that we think is better. You know, it may be an hour, two-hour drive. Well, I heard about this place. So I want to go over here. I heard about this because they, man, they be having some good service over there, you know. And you'll find yourself... Like, with itchy ears. 
That's what the Bible says. Refine it, yourself with each it, year. Just want to run here, tossed mm -hmm. to by every wind of doctrine. You just want to go somewhere because you heard about this. And some people are just, what you call it, just charismatic. Just going all over the place. Kind of anxious. Yeah, anxious. Just want to try this because you got, um, um, uh, let's see, a new prosperity church just opened up over here. Girl, you been over there, girl? I had heard they have some good service. You can have good service at your own church. You know, where you're worshiping, where your ministry is, you can, you can be uh, instrumental there. You know, but the thing is, like we said earlier, because of, of so many leaders want to create their own spot. Everybody want this church. Start over here. They they looking at numbers here. Oh, we can get this and we can really advance. And then that don't work out. Then you get leaders go over here and start another church. Well, guess what? You creating all these communities and all these churches. So we we, we get pastors get real upset by church hoppers, you know, and I'm I've got air quotes up. Church hoppers. Well, why y'all created all these churches? Why y'all keep opening up all these storefronts and everywhere else? You know, people gonna go and try. Some people are charismatic. They want to be at every place. You know, this Sunday they want to be at A. This Sunday they want to be over here at B. Y'all created all this stuff because y'all couldn't, couldn't sit down. You couldn't come together. You couldn't work. Oh, no, nah, I'm not going to work with Brother So-and-so because he like it like this. And you can't sit down and pray and ask God to bring you all up on the, you know, on the one accord so we can I mean we can get the whole east side could come over here of Greenville the whole west side oh no nah, we got to have one on this corner one on that corner one on that corner the people are already divided and stressed in hey so y'all created all this stuff and then you get mad at people when they decide to go and say hey I'm going here I'm going there y'all y'all created all these relationships with their boo things and stuff so they can go <laughs> They can go here, they can go there, they, they leave there, they get mad, they go over here. Oh, I can stand tall and tell anybody. I never left a church because I was mad at the leaders. I left because I experienced things that were detrimentally wrong. I'm telling you. Nobody can ever say I left mad and wanted to go hop over here, hop over there. When I get to the ministry... I don't believe in all that leaving and moving here. I mean, I'm 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 up here now. My age is getting on up there. I've had three, been to three churches my whole life. I'm not about running here, running there. But Lord have mercy, the stuff that I've seen. I'm telling you, I don't know, Reggie. I don't know. I just seen so much, and 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 you try to leave here and go there, like you say. Sometimes you go from bad to worse. So God just pulled me to Himself and say, Hey, you come, let me teach you. Let me teach you. And I always tell God, put me where I can continue to be productive. Ministry is all I care about. I don't care about no shape, no show, no fashion, no forms, none of that. I just care about ministry. And when I can't do ministry in a place, then me and that place is through. T-H-U. Through. <laughs> Not through, but we through. Because if I can't do ministry and work for God and do, and, and do the work that God sent me to do, and it's not in a pulpit. That's another thing I do want to. I know Reggie's going to get me because we run out of time. Pulpit. You never have to worry about me caring about a pulpit. I just love ministry. Whether my ministry is to mop the floor, keep the church clean. I don't care. Whatever my ministry is, that's all I want to do. Lo and behold, you can't do it when you got corrupted leaders that's controlling everything, that's tossing you to and fro, and you getting beat down behind closed doors. It's hard to do. Sorry, Rich. No, you're good. I'm done. So we are 
at a, at a, um, we ain't out of time because I want this show, but <laughs> <laughs> we are kind of um, out of time, though, for real. But I just want to give a few takeaways. So I, I just want people to be in prayer I, because this is a thing that, you know, don't don't just sit here and listen to us. Um, be in prayer about the things that you've seen. First of all, ask God to open your eyes. And and he could open your eyes to the good and the bad. And and then ask him to guide you. So my thing is I just want people to be where they're supposed to be. I just want people to do right. I just want people to not... We shouldn't have to have these kind of conversations. But as far as um, the members go, just briefly, I really want the members to just be in prayer. Uh, continue to pray for your leaders. If you don't, shame on you and start now. And just pray for them. And, and then ask God, where are you supposed to be? And he may not move you. Um, it is actually my hope that he doesn't. Because if he does, God forbid you go somewhere else and it's it's bad. But if he does, then of course that is his will. But I, I don't want, you know, we're not again, <laughs> for the umpteenth time, we're not trying to shut down anybody's church. I ain't right. trying to get no members. And, and I'm not going to come with an announcement. This isn't one of those things, you know how y'all click on the free classes and people be like oh you take this free online course and at the, it's free and at the end that's like a catch um this isn't a catch i'm not announcing i'm starting a church so don't leave because i said leave because i ain't got nowhere for you to go and i don't recommend churches in 2020 so just pray ask god to lead you ask god to guide you ask god to for to figure out where you're supposed to be and what what are you supposed to do um, and judge righteously. Don't judge right, based on, your, on what it looks like. Because it could look bad and it could actually be good. So judge righteously. And uh, just repeat after me. I am not a slave. You are not a slave of your church. Right. You're not a slave of any, even your job or any of that. You know, if you choose to leave, you can quit your job today and find another job or work to find another job or work for yourself or whatever. You can absolutely quit going to the church that is just corrupt and, you know, not good with a pastor right. who's not right. <laughs> so I just want y'all to to be in prayer, ask God to open your eyes, and move forward. And, and, and be honest about what you see and what you say. Don't live in delusion. Right. Um, you have a lot of good points. I think that Carolyn has given... Um, we've talked about a lot of good stuff. We're done with Carolyn for season one, <laughs> but she probably gonna be back in season two. Um, well, I hope so, Reggie. Yeah. I love being on your podcast, yeah. and I like what you said. We're not bashing. I don't care for that. If you got a leader and you see him going left, or you going left, hey, go right. <laughs> Give him a hug. See if you can sit down and talk about it, but you do not have to stay upon a corrupt leadership. And if you don't know what corrupt is, come see me. We can talk. <laughs> we can't talk about people and names, but we can talk now. I got some good stuff to tell you. And, and just, this is the perfect time. What are y'all doing? I mean, we got corona out here. Where y'all going? You ain't doing nothing else. Read your Bible. Y'all get in your Bible. And, and just study different pastors. Well, don't even study the, the preachers in the Bible. You can just study God. What does he do? What what does he like? What does he dislike? Right. Okay. And if it doesn't line up with what your leader is doing, no, your leader is not God, but we are to all be representatives. 
right. of right. God. So if your leader doesn't line up with the word, doesn't, I guess, kind of look like God, mm-hmm. um, then, you know, ask God what to do. I ain't going right. to tell you to leave. Ask God what to do. Because right. you may be there to help your leader out. Maybe your leader doesn't know. Um, because they're not perfect. They don't know everything. So ask God what to do right. and the right way to do it. There's a right or wrong way to do everything. Right. Um, and I just want y'all to be free. Y'all just get free. <laughs> do you have anything to add, cow-cow? Uh, well, like I said a minute ago, uh, I have really been up on some great leaders and who are still very close to my heart. And so I know that people don't mean to be the way that they are, but because we practice a certain thing for so long that we use those tactics on people and we don't come back and make it right. We expect the the the, the congregant to be right, but we never come back and say, hey, I did you wrong. I was wrong. We just say, hey, what's wrong with you? What happened to you? Where you at? What, why are you leaving? What, you know, they don't never admit or acknowledge the wrong that they did. They always make people think it's something you did. So I'm hoping with this podcast that Reggie, Reggie had said earlier, it's not a Christian podcast. It's just a Christian with a podcast. So do right. Love on each other. You know, God is big enough for all of us. And we don't have to control people and hurt people to get them to do what we want to do. Just treat them right. I guarantee you that they'll love you and they'll continue to bless you. And you bless them in return. And stop all this crooked stuff. Because their blood is on your hand. And you got to stand before God with all this blood on you. That's not good. Let's say what yeah. Get you some Clorox wipes and get it off. <laughs> and the last thing I want I thought I was through, but I just thought of this. I was watching, and then we literally about to, you know, I told y'all. Episode one ain't one of them preachers that say we close. I'm about to close five times. So here's my first announcement, and this is my last announcement that we're about to close. I'm done after this, Carolyn. I hope you ain't got nothing else because we got. I know I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was watching Greenleaf uh, the other day. Now I know, I know y'all deep and holy. Y'all don't watch Carnal TV. Y'all don't watch Greenleaf. A lot of your pastors said don't watch Greenleaf because your pastor is crooked, just like the people on Greenleaf. You better ask God to show you. Open your eyes. But I know a lot of y'all don't watch Greenleaf, though, but I love it. I've seen every episode. And do y'all know, I can't remember the episode, episode seven or eight, that, um... What season? You remember season, what season five. Season, season five. five. So if, if you're not caught up, I ain't going to give too bad of a spoiler. Uh, right right before... Yeah, because I hadn't seen season five. Yeah, this, so. ain't, this ain't nothing like dramatic. Okay. Right okay. before they got ready to do what they were going to do with the building, good old Bishop Greenleaf, y'all know I... Love Bishop Greenleaf. I love Lady Make. These are people in, in real life in my mind. And so Bishop Greenleaf, God bless his soul, he got up in the poor pit at Calvary and he well he actually started walking. I like it when you you know if you have you ever been to one I feel like we should have just sit down and chat, but we ended. Have you ever been to one of these churches where it's like, okay, somebody get up and and say something, and then the, the, the little lady get up in the back of the church, praise the Lord, thanks, and you know, they be talking as they walk up to the mic, I like stuff like that, and so Bishop Greenleaf started walking in the middle of the aisle, and he was talking while he was walking up to the to the pulpit, but anyway, he said that he was explaining how he got a little taste of power, basically, I'm paraphrasing, he got a little taste of power, or he, he started doing little stuff here and there, and he said little sins became bigger sins, and he started covering up stuff, but he was just 
it's basically like he got a little taste of power, a little taste of what he wanted to feed his ego. And it grew and it grew, but he wow. did repent and he said, this is not my, this was never my intention. Wow. And I feel like I've wronged, I've, I've led y'all, I've taught y'all wrong. It is my prayer that you pastors who are still listening, who's not pissed off at me. And even if you are, if you're still listening, thank you for still being here. Amen. It is my prayer that you have a Bishop Greenleaf moment and that you realize Oh, I've actually done wrong. And you have one of those repenting moments. Now, I ain't saying you got to get up in front of everybody crying because I've seen it happen. A lot of y'all be faking. But it is my prayer that y'all do it for real, that you really do open your eyes, actually come open to what you've done to people. And that you do repent. You have one of those moments where you say, because, and, and I brought him up because although it's fiction, he explained the heart of so many pastors, what it should be anyway. That he never tried to steer people wrong. He never tried to do wrong. Mm -hmm. It's just that he got a little something to feed his ego. Wow. And it grew to be a little bit more. And he had to do a little bit more and a little bit more. And he got out of control. That's what a lot of you have done. And you are out of control. So I need you to go before God. And I just want you to get it right with him. And then get it right with the people. That's all I have to say. Um, <laughs> blessings be unto you. Goodbye. <laughs>